0: Hi, I'm Elaine Cheney, and I love watching paranormal shows, from UFOs to Bigfoot to near-death experiences and everything in between. I can't get enough. In each episode of Wait, What Are You Watching, I invite a guest to watch
1: and discuss a new documentary or show, from ghost adventures, unsolved mysteries, celebrity ghost stories, or is that a ghost or did I just shit myself? Just kidding, that's not an actual show, but oh my god, imagine if it was. If it makes you say, wait, what? I want to
0: see it and I want to talk about it. So if you're curious about the unknown, a documentary enthusiast, or you simply love to laugh and don't have time to watch any of these shows, I got your back. Join me in the fun every Friday and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. After the show, please be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, GoodPods, or wherever you listen. The feedback helps us out a lot. Also, we assume that you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned that there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. (laughs) Enjoy.
1: Am I I'm not seeing any wavelengths for me. You're there. Really? Yeah, I see. Nothing. It's a flat line on my end.
0: I promise you it's coming up on my side.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just worry. I I would hate like if the whole thing (laughs) we did the whole thing and then it's like, um, there's no audio for you.
0: But if Um, it's showing up, That's really weird. All right, audience. We're going to do choose your own K commentary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just fill in the blanks.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rewatch Recap. Today, we are continuing my so-called life with episode 12, Self-Esteem. Sup, Kay? How you is?
1: Sup. I am well, thank you. How are Good. you?
0: <laughs> I is great. So let me ask you, did you ever have a relationship, maybe even high school or just when you were younger or whatever, where it felt like it was all about them? Or maybe they were just like keeping you around because they didn't want to be alone. Like basically, just, did you ever feel like they just didn't care about you at all?
1: Just one relationship? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, you know, like we talked about in the last episode, especially when you're young, you know, you're very self-centered. Everything is normally about you. There's definitely some exceptions, but, you know, I think. For the most part, when you're trying to figure out who you are and stuff, you're very self-centered. So I think any any of my younger relationships mm-hmm. – actually, I don't know. I'm, now I'm thinking about it. I might have been the one that was more, the more selfish one.
0: <laughs> you know, I've, I've been the selfish one and I've mm-hmm. had it happen back to me. It's probably from karma, I guess. Yeah. Saying I love you too soon. You didn't really mean it, but you thought you would meant it, but you didn't. Yeah. That kind of thing. And then you're like, I kind of take it back. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. I did that once. It was so sad. I was sixteen. Oh.
1: Do you said you t- you said I take it back? Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh, was no. I was totally the
0: Brian Krakow in that situation. <laughs> oh, I was like, no. I'm so sorry, but I have to be <laughs> honest because he said I love you, and it was like instinct to say it up, say it back, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I love you too. Oh, what did I just say that for? Yeah. And then I was like, hey, when I said that the other day, uh... <laughs> and I'm like, I, I was
1: just responding to what you yeah, said. It was
0: kind of instinct. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. really. Oh, you're hurt. You know, it was like, uh, then we broke up like right after that, obviously, but uh, it was bad. But uh, yeah. So just watch what you say, people don't automatically say it back,
1: but don't do that thing where they do in
0: TV shows and they go, thank you. (laughs) You know, they do that all the time. Somebody says, love you. And then the person says, thank you. And you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I also hate it too.
1: I hate it too. When it's always, it's like a common trope in TV shows. Someone says, I love you. And then if someone doesn't say it back because they're not there yet, then they break up. It's like that's not really, you know, if it's been years and years, okay. But if it's the first time you're saying it and maybe you're not ready to say it yet, that's not a reason to break up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, like a month in, it's maybe a little too soon, you know. Maybe go a few months and then, you know. And if the other person's like, I really like you, but I'm not there, at least say that. I'm not there yet. Yeah. So, but I still want to date you. Yeah. And I don't mean anything. It's not that I, you know, don't care a lot about you. I just don't know if love, as in want to be with you forever type of love, is there right. yet. You know. And people just don't do that. They just don't talk. Talk. No. Just talk.
1: Right. I would much <sighs> rather someone say it when they felt it and meant it than just saying it because they felt like they had to. You know. Exactly.
0: Like, yeah. yeah. Precisely. So yeah. It sucks. You end up being selfish and, or someone else is selfish with you. Like somebody strung me along before too, you know, and, and basically that's what, how Jordan is acting, you know, this yeah. whole time. He's just like, he's really self-centered, like really badly, right? Bad. Yeah. I think he's the worst of all of them, actually, yeah. you know, it's pretty bad. And this is pretty much what this episode is focused on. So are you ready to dive in?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Go now. Go!
0: The episode starts with Angela walking the halls of Liberty High between classes. Her narration pretty much depicts what's going on as she says all over school there are these certain places that are like reserved for certain people. She passes by a room full of seemingly popular people and Sharon whining, My biggest regret is breaking up with Kyle like before midterms. Oh, <laughs> Like, Quit whining for one thing, but good for you, Sharon. Yes. Now you're free to find yourself a good guy. At least we hope.
1: Kyle sucked.
0: He is sucky.
1: (laughs) He is sucky.
0: That's kind of a nod to another character coming up. Um, (laughs) Angela continues, you're not supposed to cross certain lines, which is the truth. Mm -hmm. And then we see this black guy calling to another girl. Her name is Absinia or Sin, as he calls her. So this is a character I think we may have met before. I, I think I may have seen her in the background or something before, but I have a feeling had the show continued, we probably would have gotten more of her.
1: Yeah. She's not the one w- in the, the gun episode that had her soda shot, No, that's is a different she? girl. Completely okay. different girl. I think we've definitely seen her in the background and stuff. We just never got any more than that from that
0: character. Yeah, that girl had like long hair and a hat turned backwards. She was like, oh my God. You know, and she <laughs> That could my have, what if I'd gotten my soda. What if mm-hmm. I would my soda? That could have been me. N- no, no, it wouldn't have been. I was thinking about that soda at right that moment. I'm like, really? <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut up, girl. <laughs> but yeah, so her name is Obsidia, and we're gonna see more of her in this episode. Angela continues and says, "It's this unwritten law, like gravity or something. Like in the basement near the north exit, there's this boiler room where certain people will like go for only one reason." She enters the boiler room discreetly, and there's Jordan waiting for her. It's strange how much now I don't want this matchup to happen as an adult. You mm-hmm. know, I'm watching, I'm like, oh, like I could see it. I know how it ends and everything, but like really seeing mm-hmm. the signs ahead of time, you're like, oh, get away, get away, get away.
1: Yeah. But at the time when you first watched this, where you're like, oh my God, they're exactly, up. Oh, I want this yeah. to happen to me.
0: They kind of grabbed. Yeah. Oh. Grab. So we fade into them having a big makeout session as she goes further and saying, I've never been there in my life. She stops kissing just enough to say that she's missing her geometry review. But luckily, it's optional. (laughs) Which at this moment I was rewatching, I was like, I can't remember for sure, but something tells me this is going to be a big deal later. Mm -hmm. The bell rings and we see two teachers walking the halls. Miss Lerner and a newer teacher played by Jeff Perry. Again, I won't say his name until they say his name, because mm-hmm. I want to see how long it takes for them to say his name, like they did with Corey and Mr. Racine. Like, come on, mm-hmm. we'll see. He's talking about how Miss Lerner had to take over two English classes, even though she's a math teacher. And she says she was terrified because she never was good in, in English. And so, you know, she's glad that they hired him. Mm-hmm. And luckily, this seems to stick as he's around for the rest of the series. That much I can say.
1: Yeah. Gee whiz.
0: <laughs> gee wits. <whiz. laughs> miss Lerner sees Angela and stops her asking her why you why weren't you in my geometry review because you really need to pass that midterm I'm like see right there mm-hmm. I was right Angela's struggling Jordan walks by and Angela's distracted by the the sex smell coming off of him it seems
1: <laughs> <Just exuding. laughs> just walks, she's like uh,
0: oh. <laughs> And she ends up babbling that. Well, I thought it was optional, but but I'll definitely no, no, yeah. And then walks off behind Jordan. Miss Lerner, as me at this moment when she says, "It just breaks my heart." Some of these girls. I mean, they are just so smart. Another teacher walks up and interrupts, saying, "It's called low self-esteem." She said the episode title. Oh my god!
1: ding, 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 ding. Is that the first time that's happened? Yeah. I mean, other than Halloween, which was just titled. Halloween,
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's nothing, but this one's like, ooh, yeah. Um, she interests herself. Introduces herself. Why can I talk? <laughs> I can't get my mouth. I need to do some like red leather, yellow leather before we mm-hmm. start
1: this stuff. Barbecue coordinates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she introduces herself as Marianne Shavado, which we learned in the last episode was the science teacher. Mm-hmm. Plus, she's in a lab coat, kind of telling who she is. Which yeah. I never knew any science teacher in high school that wore a lab coat, but whatever.
1: Oh, I had a crazy one that wore a lab coat.
0: Really? Yeah. Miss mm-hmm. Lerner introduces Miss Shavaddle to Richard Katimsky.
1: What? There is name right in the beginning. The
0: <laughs> opening credits are still rolling. I mean, come on. Ten points to Gryffindor.
1: Woohoo! <laughs> Probably because he's sticking around for a while. So they're yeah, like, they
0: had to like, we need to tell these people his name.
1: We'll give him a he name. He has a big
0: part in this season. <laughs> I mean, this episode especially, but. Mm-hmm. Then Miss Lerner gushes over Mr. Katemski. It's very obvious she's hot for him already. Mm-hmm. She says, if he has any questions about anything, dot dot dot. The bell rings and Mr. Katemski awkwardly excuses himself to go start his classes, leaving Miss Shivatal to say to Miss Lerner, Renee, he's adorable. I know. As Miss Lerner <laughs> just shushes her, shh, no, don't, don't, you know kids, just because you get older doesn't mean you won't dissolve into a silly nilly when you have a crush on mm-hmm. somebody.
1: You're always stupid your whole life. <laughs> yeah,
0: your exactly. whole life those hormones are growing. Ah, you just, just learn so to cute. control them a little better. But...
1: Yeah. This lady is not controlling it very
0: well. I mean, how long has it been? I mean, God.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Her well is dry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So in class, Ricky has Mr. Katemski, who has a very strange way of talking. Mm-hmm. He says... Since this is our first class, I thought I'd start with one of my favorite sonnets by William Shakespeare. (laughs) This is continued for the rest of the series as a little tick he has, and I'm going to try to note them because I think it's funny. Yeah. Don't you think that? That's funny, I think.
1: He drove me insane. When I first watched this, I was like, oh my gosh, spit it out. And now I just (laughs) love him so much for it. Like, his little quirks. He, like, always
0: rubs his face when Mm -hmm. he does it. Like, he's really thinking Mm
1: -hmm. about
0: the words. I'm like, it's William Shakespeare. Say William Shakespeare.
1: You don't have to think about it. (laughs) It's just Shakespeare. It's just Shakespeare. I bet he had a blast playing this character.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He seems like it. He seems – I've seen him in a couple other things. But, yeah, I I really (laughs) remember him from this and – He made a really good impression.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So he's like, hey, who wants to read this sonnet out loud? Because he's passed it all out. But of course, no kid raises their hands. So he just grabs the roster and calls Enrique Vasquez. (laughs) To which some kid goes, ooh, Enrique. Mm. Before throwing a wad of paper at Ricky, who stands up and says, si, mi nombre es Enrique, and I want to live in America. (laughs) He's so cute. And it's actually really funny to see Ricky act this way because he's always such a quiet doormat.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last like the last episode in this episode, I love how much more of Ricky we're getting. You know, not just Ryan's yeah. friend. You know, we're getting a lot more of his personality.
0: Not the little sad puppy dog in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, we're actually, he's actually coming out of his shell a little, which is nice. Yeah. So everyone laughs, and Mr. Katimski seems surprised by Ricky. We cut to later outside the school as Ricky follows Ryan, saying he wants to transfer out of that English class. But the Rand's like, well, but then we won't have English together anymore. But Ricky's like, you don't even go to English. <laughs> How is she still allowed to show up to school? She's I never know. in class. I wrote that. I was like, this checks out as Ryan's never been big on going to class. And something tells me she would either have to repeat a grade if the show had kept going or get her GED at some point. Yeah. That's the only yeah. thing that would have saved her, but we don't know. Apparently, Ricky is upset that katimski called him Enrique, even though Ray Ann points out it is your legal name. Mm-hmm. And Ricky complains that katimski acts like a guy, a nice guy, when he's obviously not. What? <laughs> Where is
1: he getting that? Yeah. I don't
0: know. It's projection, I guess. Adults. He doesn't like adults. Mm-hmm. Then Ricky points out his long pa- pauses. He has incredibly long pauses. And he does a pretty spot on impression of him. He's like touching his face and like he's in pain. Mm-hmm. He's like, "My name is Mr. Uh, Katimsky. and here's a sonnet by William uh, Shakespeare." Yeah, <laughs> who's almost as boring as I, Mister. Uh... And then he looks up and sees Mister. Katimsky is watching him yeah. do this whole thing.
1: <laughs> and Brian just like runs away.
0: <laughs> She's like, "Bye." <laughs> <laughs> and you know Ricky's just there with Kątimski who's like Enrique may I uh speak to you for a moment
1: <laughs> you do that so well
0: <laughs> and i don't know if he was doing that on purpose to mock himself like <laughs> mm-hmm. at that moment just to kind of drive Ricky nuts I mean, it seems like it was a little bit it Yeah, had to a bit come on you just saw him doing this Mm-hmm. It cuts again as Ricky and Rayanne eat Chinese takeout for lunch. And my guess is that either Rayanne left school or mm-hmm. the mysterious Tino got the takeout.
1: Yeah. The first thing I was like, where the hell did they get Chinese
0: food? I know. <laughs> I was like, man, that looks awesome. They have the, mm-hmm. the, the chopsticks and everything. I know. <laughs> so Ricky says Katimski asks him to consider joining the drama club. So, you know, see, you seem to have a flair in which, mm-hmm. let's face it, many queer kids do have a tendency to have... That flair, mm-hmm. which is why we end up in drama or art or band or something, some kind of art, you know, mm-hmm. it's just how it is. We got to express ourselves in some way, right? Because we yeah. can't otherwise. Ricky says he could almost see himself joining drama club if he was bored or something. <laughs> but with Mr. <laughs> Kotemsky running it, El Paso, you know? Yeah. So then he asked, Hey, Brian, where'd you get this Chinese food? And she <laughs> says, know. Two words t no
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i don't know why i just hit my mic but he was i was right totally right i got yep. it
1: ricky says "Tino."
0: so guess where angela is and ryan's like i know where she is and ricky says how do you know to which Rianne replies because i live in the world <laughs> <laughs> ricky says it's so romantic that angela and jordan are like a couple now and ryan's mm-hmm. like we'll see
1: yeah she knows how jordan is
0: I mean, she's a major fuck up, but she is wise about certain things. You know? Oh, yeah. She's she a she good, sees what's going on.
1: She's a good reader of people, usually. Mm-hmm.
0: For the most part. At the Chase house that night, Graham is reading cookbooks and Danielle is doing homework at the dining room table as Patty walks in from work. She literally says, honey, I'm home without yeah. irony.
1: Yeah. Like who actually does that?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would, but be making it funny. Honey, right. I'm home. Yeah, like, as a like
1: joke. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> she says it like, honey, I'm home. You know, it's weird. Neither Graham or Danielle react, besides, hi. And Patty asks where Angela is. Graham says, reform school. And Patty says, good. Maybe she'll learn to make her bed. <laughs> do you make your bed every day, Kay?
1: No. No. I mean,. I don't. Sometimes we'll just kind of throw the comforter up, but it's not like tucking in the sheets and putting the pillows nicely. We usually, it's usually just pulling the comforter flat because that's how the cat likes to sleep on it during the day. So that's really mm-hmm. the main reason why we do it.
0: My cat always goes under the comforter. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> she always goes under the thing, so you just see a big lump in the bed. But yeah. I feel like, I don't do it either. I don't really see the point, as you know. All I do in my bedroom mainly is sleep and no yeah. one else ever goes in there. And, you know, you always see these things. Making your bed every day it really gives you a sense of accomplishment. No, it doesn't. It does no. not. <laughs> Where the hell is this from? <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> I mean, maybe if, very if that, type A people maybe, you yeah. know. <clears throat> like just that uh, – like things have to be like uh, – yeah. I'm I mean not it's not – my people. house
0: is not a clean house. I mean it's yeah, not filthy, you know. But it's just not – things are – it's messy. I get messy. I live. I live. Yeah. And you know what they say, though? They always say messy people are the smarter ones. Yeah. <laughs> so I like my messes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're the same. We're not, it's not dirty, but it, it can get cluttered and, and messy. It'll reach a point where I'm just like, okay, now I have anxiety over it. We need to just like get rid of some of this clutter, but it's a, not like a daily thing.
0: <laughs> your house <laughs> is just, lived in basically.
1: Right. You live yeah. in your house.
0: Yeah. I get But it.
1: if people come over, and then oh, I have yeah. to I have to clean and like hide all of the, the clutter. And like doors no, we, get
0: shut. Yeah.
1: we live like this all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that Febreze smell. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's nice. So Graham says he's reviewing terms for his first cooking class tomorrow. He's nervous because some of it is in French, and he's not sure if the intermediate course is more advanced than his. Like, is it intermediate? Like for people who. Are more advanced than him or is intermediate for his level right right which I get he doesn't know mm-hmm. what that means you know for him not missing a beat of irony Danielle <laughs> brings her school <laughs> book over to Graham at that exact moment and says what is mediocrity <laughs> <laughs> impeccable timing
1: classic Danielle
0: I love classic. her Graham and Patty just like deadpan look at each other <laughs> and Graham tells Danielle to go look it up yeah <laughs> Angela gets home and is all smiles. She's just so loving. She hugs and kisses both her parents. And we all know this is truly out of character for her. Yeah. She says she was studying for midterms because mm-hmm. studying makes us all feel joy. Mm-hmm. Graham asks if she's hungry. and She's like, nope. And she goes to her room and Patty says she refuses to panic because she's happy. Graham says, although it's alarming. And Patty says, although it's terribly alarming. <laughs> Come on, parents, figure this out. It's it's not that hard to spot what's going on with her.
1: She's either in love or on drugs.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's one of the two. Right. Upstairs in her room, Angela lays on her bed, her geometry book open, but of course, she's not looking at it. She's smiling and daydreaming, kind of like caressing herself a little bit. Mm -hmm. She narrates, every night I make the same vow, that tomorrow I will go to my geometry review, but every day... And then it transitions to another makeout session in the boiler room with Jordan as she continues, we barely talked. So when we did, it came out sounding really meaningful. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm -mm. Angela stops kissing Jordan and pulls her hand from his head and says, there's a tiny leaf in your hair. And he says, where? Can you feel the meaningful conversation?
1: Oh, man. It's so deep. so deep. I wish I could have conversations like this with my significant other.
0: I know. Oh. I connect. We connect, Mm, right? mm -hmm. Another time, Jordan pulls away and says, was that my stomach or your stomach? Oh, the prose of a great poet laureate. Mm. They both look down at their stomachs and then they continue to make out.
1: Yeah. This next one's my favorite.
0: uh, Yes. They're holding hands as Angela observes his fingers and says, your cuticles look like little moons. And he says, my what? She says, (laughs) your cuticles. And then they kiss again. So meaningful. Just propose, propose to her right now, J-Dog. Do it. I
1: know as soon as she said your cuticles, I'm gonna like, he's not going to know what a cuticle is.
0: You know what's sad? My what? I didn't know what a cuticle was at this point, but I learned from my whole life. <laughs> I figured it out.
1: I guess that's just more of a, a girl knowledge. I don't know. Yeah. I like, mean, cuticles.
0: <laughs> they look like little moons. So Jordan's right-hand man, Shane, a.k.a. Jared Little's brother. Mm-hmm. Calls they for look him from
1: nothing alike. They by don't. The way.
0: But he's lucky that he got this job. Mm-hmm. So he's calling for him from the hallway. Jordan shushes Angela and he says that they should keep it a secret that they come to the boiler room together. And she asks mm. why. And he's like, no reason. Before mm-hmm. taking off to meet up with Shane, who asks what he's doing, he's like, nothing. And Angela's obviously hurt by this. As she should be, but she's playing into his little game and, you know, know, she should have seen this coming at some point with how he's acted in the past. But like, you know, any other lovelorn teen, she's talking herself into thinking that he will change, which of course is doubtful. Mm -mm. You know, Shane teases him who you got in there. And Jordan's like just a girl. And Shane's like making kissing faces. And Angela kind of steps out and sees this as they're walking off and Shane's Mm -hmm. teasing him.
1: Did you did you notice the uh, inconsistency in this scene? No. What? So when they're down in the boiler room and is it Shane? Is that his name? Shane is calling to him. Angela's in this like turtleneck maroon sweater. And mm-hmm. then Jordan walks up. She follows him. And as she's looking out the door as he's like, no, it's just some girl. She's in a completely different sweater. It's like a blue V-neck sweater.
0: Oh, I didn't notice that. I
1: was, I was like, what just happened here?
0: Good observation, Kay.
1: Hmm.
0: So after the commercial break, we see the geometry class review session, and everyone is using, I thought it was a review session. It's actually just the class. Mm -hmm. I wrote down it was a review session, but it's actually just the class. And everyone's using protractors to make circles as Ms. Lerner offers instructions. Of course, Angela's head is in the clouds, and she's not participating. We see flashes of her making out with Jordan and back in geometry class and then Jordan and back in geometry class. And she's like, my whole life has become divided into kissing and not kissing, kissing and not kissing. (sighs) Whatever. (laughs) Miss Lerner tells the class uh, if they receive less than a 70 on the quiz that she's handing back out, then the kids should be attending her fifth period review sessions. Angela says. In geometry, I felt like a criminal. I missed every review session, so I tried to be invisible. It's surprisingly possible. You just sit in the back and keep quiet and let the boys shed out the answers, which they will, even if they're wrong. Boys are less afraid of being wrong, <laughs> which is why we need to dismantle the patriarchy
1: Yes, please. and make
0: a level playing ground where girls don't feel like they have to constantly prove their worth, right?
1: Yes. Amen.
0: I thought you'd like that. <laughs> mic drop right yes so miss Lerner sets down angela's quiz she's got a 59 which in the u.s is an f i don't know about anywhere else but that's an f Mm -hmm. she says to angela i'm not happy okay that was unnecessary yeah (laughs) like angela's goal in life is to make you happy lady like yeah i mean if anything she should have said that she was concerned Right. You know, it's all about your phrasing, of, teach.
1: I don't care if you're happy. Also, did you think it's weird that they were just learning how to use protractors the day or the couple days before the midterm?
0: <laughs> a little strange. Yeah. How to, how yeah. to draw a circle. Like, should <laughs> right? you learn this in like any class, like any growing up and any kindergarten stuff? We used right. protractors before. Yeah. It's a little strange. So, of course, Angela feels guilty. Miss Lerner gives that girl, Ebsenia, who we saw earlier, her quiz and tells her, Good job. And Angela looks over and sees Absinia has got a 98.
1: Mm-hmm. Ebsenia
0: catches her looking and covers her paper, giving Angela kind of this glare. Yeah. What are you looking at my paper for? You know? The bell rings and everyone gets up to leave. The boy that Absinia was talking to earlier in the episode comes up and says, Man, I got to go to this review because, you know, he basically had a 66. And asks how she did. And then she lies and says she got a 60. Mm -hmm. Again, the patriarchy is strong. She obviously feels compelled to lie because, quote, smart girls aren't attractive or whatever. Yeah, It's really sickening to me that you should have to lower yourself just to make the cute boy you like feel less insecure. Right? It's stupid. Like, let him get over it. Right?
1: I was going to say, if he doesn't like you because you're smart, he can fuck right off.
0: (laughs) True that true that <laughs> and that goes for anybody but you know girls just say you're smart just let yourself mm-hmm. be smart don't yeah. lower yourself for a guy just don't do it okay don't listen do to uncle dustin yes and aunt Kay. yeah <laughs> so yeah like i said angela overheard it and is surprised at absinia who says um i guess i'll see you at the review miss Lerner nearly blows her cover when she tells Absinia, keep it up Mm-hmm. And the guy like looks at Obsinia, and she's like, "Oh, she's just trying to make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up." Mm-hmm. The boys like, "Well, maybe I can help you. I did get six points better than you." I'm like, "That's no. Shut up, bro. Just yeah, don't even try." Miss Lerner calls out to Angela, asking her, "How do you expect to pass the midterm?" And Angela apologizes. Miss Lerner says, "I sorry, won't cut it. She wants to see her at tomorrow's review session, Angela." You are blowing it, girl. Take it from someone who couldn't concentrate throughout all of high school and barely passed most of my classes. Like it was mostly because of undiagnosed ADHD, but still get with it.
1: <laughs> get you know with
0: it. Like it just makes me mad because I was like in the lower tier of my graduating class because I just could not concentrate in class. And so I know, really work hard. Nowadays I could like concentrate because I know how to make myself do it if I have yeah. to, you know. If I really have to. But it, back then I just couldn't. I just I just couldn't do it. I just could not grasp it. You know.
1: Did they were they diagnosing people with ADHD back then? Like did they even know how to handle mm-hmm. it?
0: Oh. Yeah. My um but the thing was no one really did it with me because I don't know. I, I didn't like I wasn't hyperactive. Hyper. Mm. You know, that's what I think yeah. most people saw. Cause my my cousin was all over the place. Like Freaking, you know, when Daffy Duck goes, woo, 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 woo. that's what I think <laughs> yeah. of when I think of like back then. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't like that. I mean, I talked a lot, but it wasn't like that. You know, yeah. I wasn't all over the place. It wasn't something you would see and go, "Oh, okay, I understand." It was completely different. So my mind was just going a mile a minute, and I learned how to hyper fixate on something like when I would write a lot or read a lot mm-hmm. or or TV or something like something that would distract my mind and I didn't have to think. And so being in a class where you're supposed to be quiet and just listen and a teacher, you could tell the teachers just don't give a crap. Right. You know, there's like journeying on. It's the same crap I do every year after year after year. And when you do that and there's kids like me in your class, we start falling, you know, down, you know, by the wayside, like it's not going to happen. Yeah. We're not going to be able to pay attention. We're not going to be able to succeed because you're just not caring. So teachers, if you're listening, care.
1: Just yeah, care a little just, bit more, please. Care a little bit more.
0: I know it's Ian. hard considering the current political climate and the whole <sighs> teacher shortage and pay yeah. and whatnot, but just try, please, for us, for the kids. Yeah. Do it for the kids. Do it for the kids, guys, because you're not doing it for the paycheck. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. anyway, yeah. So later that night, Rand tells Angela she should consider having um, her lips frosted permanently. <laughs>
1: which is not a thing
0: <laughs> Yeah, they're like looking in the mirror i'm like frosted what angela says she feels like they were frosted and, and marianne says i noticed they look all like used but in a good way <laughs> okay angela tells Rayanne not to tell anyone about her and jordan meeting up in the boiler room and of course Rayanne asks why not and angela tells her that jordan wants to keep it a secret mm. so that's when Rayanne says that jordan's letting excuse me, Angela's letting Jordan Catalano control her, which, true story. Tell her. Tell her, Rayanne. Yep. Of course, Angela gets quickly offended and basically tries to call Rayanne a hypocrite because she makes up with boys in the boiler room all the time. But Rayanne quickly points out, unlike Angela, she doesn't have her emotions involved with these boys. Yep, Mm -hmm. she's got you there. Yeah. She's got you there. She says, Angela can't handle the boiler room.
1: She really can't. Especially not someone with Jordan, who's a dickhead,
0: he makes me so mad. This is uh, Mm -hmm. probably it's because of Jordan Catalano, why I never found Jared Leto attractive, because of his attitude as Jordan Catalano. You know, I was like, he's no, I don't get it. I just don't get it. We cut to Rayanne making a quiet exit out the back door from the Chase House as Patty says bye to her father Chuck again, played by the great Paul Dooley, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and leads him to the front door. Of course, Chuck decides to nitpick a squeaky floorboard that Patty should look into. I'm like, dude, get a life.
1: Mm-hmm. But we're he also asked, seeing a little bit of where Patty's um, personality comes from—the
0: nitpickiness. Yep. Mm-hmm. They do a good job at really making these parents reflect mm-hmm. their kids. You know. Yep. He asks where Graham is, but he calls him Mister Fix It in this condesc- condescending tone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Patty tells him that Graham is in a class for stocks, soups, and sauces. And Chuck gives, gives her this like look, and she gets defensive, saying it's advanced class for advanced cooks, which she's lying, but mm-hmm. whatever. He's not buying it either. Chuck tells her that Graham should be pulling his own weight, but Patty defends Graham for trying to make a change in his life, and she supports him. I'm like, good for you, Patty. Don't take your yeah. dad's shit. Yeah. Chuck tells her, you know, you should get one of those, uh, and then Patty's like, marriage counselors? <laughs> I'm like, oh, Oh, Patty.
1: Freudian (laughs) slip. Yeah, the way to just let that
0: out. (laughs) Chuck's like, no, headhunter. Like, so Graham can get a job and stop sponging off his wife. I'm like, why don't you stay out of her marriage, you dickhead?
1: Yeah, also, let's talk about that patriarchy a little bit. Uh, Yeah, just fuck off, dude. Yeah. (laughs) This was Patty's decision, right? right? She fired Graham. And now he's going to figure out what he wants to do with his life.
0: They're fine. They're financially fine, obviously. Right. And they haven't been planning Because you could about. be
1: in the 90s.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't like strapped for cash all the time. <laughs> yeah. She says it's her marriage and he's like, well, you're my daughter and you deserve better. And he leaves. <sighs> Whatever. Mm. We cut over to the cooking class. Everyone is waiting around and the chef is a no show. A woman starts to talk to Graham about how it sucks to be waiting. She seems like really, like, Mm. really, like, like Mm -hmm. she just wants to talk and move and do stuff. You know, she's ADHD, it seems. Yeah. She says her fiance says that she has the shortest attention span known to man. Then she grabs a gigantic purse. It's huge. It's seriously (laughs) half the size of her body.
1: Why do you need something that gigantic? It looks like a
0: suitcase. It's like. I know. Girl. <laughs> and she's like looking around and then she goes, do you want a, a breath mint or gum? I'm like, are you going to be able to find it? Like, Right. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm good. Thanks. And then she notes to the teacher, it's 14 minutes late. Then she looks over at everyone sitting awkwardly and- Asks him if it reminds him of a Twilight Zone episode, and she says they think they signed up for an ordinary cooking class, but little do they know they were forced to make awkward conversation for 30, with thirteen strangers for all eternity. <laughs> Dramatic. And Graham's face is just like, shut up, shut up, uh, yeah. shut up.
1: He's not into it.
0: No. She then says it's like human, it's like a human behavior experiment to see how long it takes before they turn into the Lord of the Flies,
1: or they could just walk out of the room.
0: <laughs> I know. Like, mm. then she calls out to everyone, let I say we give him five more minutes and then mutiny, take over the stove. Are you with me? And everyone just looks at her like, Who's this crazy bitch? Like, <laughs> shut
1: up, please.
0: <laughs> then she says, You know what? Let's all go around the room and say why we're here. And she stands up and says, My fiance hates my cooking. And <laughs> probably you're talking to, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Graham's face is saying he's in hell right now, and then she's like, "All right, you next." <laughs> I hate this to woman her. already. I know. I mean, ugh. man, <sighs> T- this Tell is it another case where we don't learn somebody's name for a long time. But I mean, it makes oh, sense because yeah. they're not. He's not trying to get to know her, you know. Yeah. We jump to Graham coming home as Patty's working on something in the dining room. He tells her that the class was quote strange. And she wants to know what he means by strange. Then he ignores her. This bothers Mm -hmm. me too. Because you know what? You're like letting this happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Graham, you know how she is. Just tell her. Just tell her. But he's ignoring her. He's opening up the fridge. He's like, do we have any more spicy mustard? I'm like, damn, just answer her. And he starts making a sandwich. And she's like, well, I mean, was it too advanced for you? Which he's like, why would you say that? You know, he's taking offense. He's not going to say anything to her. So she's like, well, if you hated it, maybe we can just take the tuition money and hire a headhunter, which makes him question where she got that idea from.
1: Mm-hmm. I wonder who.
0: Her meddling, yeah, her meddling father, that's who. Yep. She says, well, if the class isn't working. And he's like, who said it wasn't working? And she's like, nobody. Like, you're she not always, giving me anything.
1: She, He's not giving her anything, but she's always the first thing she assumes is that he's just he sucks at it and he was overwhelmed or, you know, it's like. Give him some credit, which is probably why he doesn't want to talk to her. You know,
0: I know. But she needs to be, instead of saying, like, is it working out? She needs to stop assuming things. It's like, why aren't you answering my question?
1: Right. You said yeah.
0: this. I asked what you meant. And then you just ignored me.
1: They need that marriage counselor to learn how asked. to communicate. Prayer
0: to God. Yes. <laughs> Next thing we know, they're both in bed in the dark. Like, it's they're laying down to go to bed. And mm-hmm. Graham just starts blurting out, like, the chef never showed up. I'm like, why didn't you just tell this to her earlier? Yeah, when she asked about the class, and he's so fucking secretive. It's oh uh.
1: yeah, it's weird.
0: So she gets up, she turns on the light, and he tells her about the obnoxious woman who broke the ice with everyone. Apparently, she had a flip phone, which is re- still pretty rare in the early mm-hmm. '90s to even have a mobile phone. Mm-hmm. And she had the chef Stefan Dieter's assistant's number. It turns out Stefan Dieter had to go to the ER because he had food poisoning, which is not something you want to hear about a renowned chef
1: having. Right, right.
0: It sounds like a career killer to me, but apparently it it was from somebody else's tainted shrimp that it was at a book signing he was at. So the obnoxious woman got them to reschedule the class for Friday. I'm like, again, Graham, what was with all the secrecy? Why not just tell her this when you got home? Like yeah. I don't like it when people are like this. It drives me nuts. Just tell Yeah. Me.
1: They're just playing games with each other.
0: It really is. It's like, why why are you doing this? So at school the next day, Jordan enters the doorway to the boiler room and pops a breath mint. Shane follows behind and asks if he's going to the secret Buffalo Tom concert at Pike Street Friday night. Just down the stairway, hidden away, Angela overhears this. Don't get any ideas, Angela. Don't don't you do it. Don't oh, she's it.
1: gonna. That's all she has is ideas. <laughs> My God. Dumb ones.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Jordan tells Shane later and heads downstairs to meet up with Angela. She pretends she wasn't listening as she flips the pages in her geometry book. He says, He was I was hoping you'd be here. And she smiles, smitten. She asks, Hey, are you going to that Buffalo Tom concert? And he looks at her like, What? And she's like, I think I heard it somewhere. Girl, it was pretty obvious that you just overheard this conversation. Yeah. It she's just not
1: happened. slick she is not slick at all she thinks she is but she's she's just what's the word i'm looking for so transparent
0: <laughs> yeah and you know what though maybe she's hoping that he's just that dumb
1: <laughs> i mean could be it, it, uh, could be kind of is i mean mm-hmm.
0: I don't have much faith then jordan reluctantly says that he's going and asks why she's asking she says no reason and they start to kiss and as it fades out to commercial, we come back in the girl's bathroom as Sharon exits the stall and Rayanne is assessing her hair in the mirror. Okay. This is what she says. Okay. So rat it, spray it, tease it, freeze it, spike it, shave it, or shove it. And I'm just they there going technologic, <laughs> technologic, you no know, upgrade it. You know what I mean? Like buy it, fix it, made it, you know, yeah. that's where I went to. First, and I also want to know how exactly do you freeze or shove your hair? <laughs> what style is that?
1: Sure exactly.
0: <laughs> I thought you might know, but apparently No.
1: I mean, freeze it, the only thing I could think of is like hairspray, like freezing it <laughs> where it is. Shoving yeah. it, I I don't know. Maybe or just shoving
0: just- it under a hat or just saying, fuck mm-hmm. it. Maybe that's it. Yeah, what that
1: like means. just shove it. Yeah. I
0: don't. Sharon looks over and says, "Excuse me, but have you ever been to a class?" Right? Iran retorts, "Excuse me, but I was addressing myself." <laughs> <laughs> the banter with these two, I swear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sharon almost leaves and stops. She asks, "You know, what's the deal with Angela and Jordan?" Iran's like, "Well, we want you want to ask Angela." And Sharon's like, "Well, I I don't want to because I don't want to seem like I'm checking up checking up on her." Which mm-hmm. you are, but you don't want to her, I get it. Yeah. She asks, "Are they a couple?" And Rayanne says, from the point of view of what Angela believes or what she believes, and Sharon's like, from the point of view of reality. Yeah. So Rayanne asks what she thinks, and Sharon says she thinks Angela could really get hurt, and Rayanne agrees. Yeah. A couple minutes later, Angela walks into the, into the bathroom and finds the two talking. She asks Sharon if, "Don't you have French classes?" Period. And Sharon's like, "You should talk. You're never at the geometry reviews."
1: fucking geometry
0: review (laughs) i know sharon says they are concerned about her angela gets offended wondering if so you're like discussing me now Mm -hmm. and they both admit that they don't even consider themselves friends but angela says i'm not going to talk about jordan catalano and sharon says that rayanne told her that jordan is keeping her a secret and rayanne says they don't talk because they're, they're only talking now because they care about her yeah she says when she was drinking and drugging, Angela wanted her to stop as her friend, and Angela's like she gets defensive and you know how can you compare me and Jordan to you getting your stomach pumped? I'm like damn, yeah. retract the claws, Angela.
1: Yeah.
0: Rianne says you don't see the connection, and Sharon says the connection is self-respect, and mm-hmm. Rianne's like yeah, and they slap a high five. Yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. we should do this scene tiktok yeah they go on and sharon asks if she's not cool enough to be seen with him and Rand says well you know maybe you're not slutty enough to be seen with him and and you just to do it with him and so he can go brag with his friends Mm. and they agree angela could do better at least they're showing true friendship and telling her the truth you know like watch out this is not good this is bad Angela says, it's not like Sharon and Kyle holding hands in the hallway. And Rand's like, I don't understand holding hands. It's not an aerogeneous zone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. That, you know, that good old aerogenius zone.
0: <laughs> and Sharon's like, you mean erogenous? And to me, it is. I'm like, ugh. Chris. Sharon's so damn goody-goody at times. Oh, it's no. sickening.
1: They were boning, though, too, for sure.
0: Oh, you know they were. But like holding hands. Oh, you know, like hold my hand. Oh. It's not like, you know, Brian getting his first physical t- contact with a girl getting an erection. It's a little different, you know? Yeah. But no. <laughs> anyway. <Ooh. laughs> Angela says that they're wrong and that Jordan asked her to go see Buffalo Tom with her. Oh, you lie. You lie. Oh, don't,
1: don't put that in, in the universe, Angela. It's just oh. going to backfire.
0: Oh, man, these kids. Mm. She says, I can't even go anyway because I have so much geometry to do. Like, you're so concerned with that, Angela. Mm-hmm. Sharon says, you know, I might go because I like Buffalo Tom and they're both like shocked looking at her. And she goes, what? I'm tired of being Miss Perfect. I broke up with Kyle and now have the right to screw up my midterms if I like. <laughs> and Rayanne says it's more of an obligation. Yeah. Yeah. And she pulls Angela out of the bathroom because she's got a quote, talk to her. Which we don't see this conversation. But next, we see horny Miss Lerner. <laughs> That's what I call she her. She is. She is hard up. Walking into Mr. Katimski's classroom. He can't remember her name. And she tells him it's Renee. And he says, there are just so many new names in one week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he burned his brain out with drugs in his college days right? or something. Right, yeah. Right?
1: There's just there's just something so off about him, but I love it.
0: <laughs> it's likable it. though. He's you mm-hmm. know. She says they never finish the conversation from earlier, and she starts fumbling words and decides to complain about midterms and the students aren't doing well. You know, sexy teacher talk. Hmm. He looks past her and sees Ricky and Rayanne walk past the door, and he jumps up. I'll be right back, and excuses himself to stop Enrique in the hall. As I say Enrique because he called out Enrique. Enrique. He asked where they're supposed to be, and they say lunch, and asks, then he asks Rayanne if you she'd like to join drama club. And she's like, well, that depends. Do I get to get out of something else? <laughs> he's like, doubtful. So he then tells them to go ahead and get to the cafeteria, and then says, see you, Enrique, which makes Ricky stop. And he turns around, and he's like, it's Ricky, not Enrique.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Kitsemski's like, imagine having a name like Enrique and not using it. Oh, it's a little Mm. overstep, but his heart is in the right place. He just wants Enrique to love himself. Yeah. Gee, we can see something in Ricky for sure. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But what is it? Hmm. Mm. Mm
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: He says he's basically an Enrique too, except his name's Richard. And then Ricky's like, no, 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 that would be Ricardo. (laughs) School the teacher. That's good. Yeah.
1: (laughs) The white teacher on his Spanish. (laughs)
0: <laughs> In Pennsylvania, no less. Yeah. <laughs> Katemski then points out that the drama club sign-up sheet, it's right here, and you should sign up. And Ricky reiterates, I'm not interested. And Katemski says that the sign-up sheet is there if you change your mind, which Ricky says he won't change his mind. Then Katemski says that the first meeting's on Friday after school, which, why? That is not a good day to have any club right? meeting Like, why would you, no, Monday through Thursday, fine. Friday, no, Mm -hmm. we want to get the hell home and do what we want to do on the weekend.
1: Yeah. Friday night is technically the weekend, so don't do stuff then.
0: The only thing they should be doing on a Friday night is like a sport of some sort. That's it. Yeah. Or a dance or, you know.
1: Yeah. Fun stuff.
0: Yeah. He tells Ricky to give it some thought before he just walks off and it looks like he's going towards the lunchroom. I'm like, you were supposed to go back and see Miss (laughs) Lerner.
1: He does not give a shit about Miss Lerner.
0: He does not. (laughs) <laughs> Ricky turns to Rayanne, is like, you see what I'm saying, and they leave. And we see Miss Lerner has been watching and shrinks back into a classroom. Miss like, walks hiding. <laughs> she's like there, and she's like, oh, and she just kind of shrinks back behind the door. That's when Miss Chevadle walks up and's like, what's up? What's wrong? And Miss Lerner's like, I just made the biggest fool of myself. I'm like, yeah, you kind of did, desperate woman.
1: Yeah, take a hint, lady.
0: It's not there. <sighs> Later on the outside steps, Ricky won't quit complaining about Mr. Katimsky to Brian, who looks annoyed. He says Angela asked him to come over to explain congruent triangles to him to her. And he hasn't had geometry in a while. Like I have all I'm in advanced calculus and all this stuff, and he hasn't yeah. had geometry in a while. And she she gave me her, me her geometry book for me to review.
1: God, Angela.
0: <laughs> She's so freaking rude, man. She sucks. Uh, he does not owe her the help at all. No. Meanwhile, Ricky isn't listening, just complaining that Katinsky doesn't know the difference between Enrique and Ricardo. And mm-hmm.
1: The whole basis of
0: this conversation is basically that. Neither one is really listening to the other, just venting about their grievances.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like and a then, classic
1: My So-Called Life conversation where it's two people having two completely separate conversations and not listening to each other. <laughs> I feel like Patty and Graham do that all the time, too. All
0: the time. But they are kind of listening <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. But not really acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. like this like when ricky goes so you're not going to angela's and brian Mm -hmm. says well i might stop by for during a study break and ricky just kind of laughs because of course brian will still help her
1: of course angela knows that which is why she asked
0: it's friday night and graham is back at the cooking class the obnoxious woman sits down next to him they look like they're trying like they're eating some kind of pot pie or something
1: i was trying to figure out what the hell it was because it cause looked like it you had noodles eat? in it. Yeah, exactly. like, what the fuck are they eating?
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: is this supposed to be French food? <laughs> what the I, hell?
0: No idea. It's really strange. She's like, taste it. It's it's horrible. And uh, she was just, taste it. Taste how awful it is. And so he tries it and he goes, it needs something. She's like, yeah, taste. <laughs> she then asks, you know, how do you know so much about pota- or potage or whatever he any,
1: says? Do you know what that is?
0: I have no idea. Potage? Do you know what it is? I'm, nope.
1: Something cookin like cooking. It
0: term. says pottage, something and yeah. something about pot pies.
1: Potage. Yeah, probably.
0: probably. I don't know. Hey, listener, if you know, let yeah. us know. I'm not looking this shit up. Potage. <laughs> <laughs> he says he just picked it up, you know, just cooking, trial and error. And she says he's better than than this class. And that's gotta be kind of nice from basically a stranger who's obviously outspoken and very opinionated.
1: Mm-hmm. for
0: them to be like, you're better than this class. You don't even need to be here. You know,
1: some Something that he does not hear from his wife.
0: Exactly. Kind of makes you think. Mm. She asks what he thinks of Stefan Dieter since you can't understand him. And he goes, well, he is foreign. And she points out that he's also a drunk. She <laughs> goes, look at that schnoz. It's a broken capillary festival. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I got to agree, though. You can kind of tell from somebody who oh, knows... Yeah. If they've mm-hmm. been drinking a lot, or big drinker, yeah, she says the class deserves better. She's right. Graham They're gets paying home
1: paying for that class, like I know.
0: And dude's like doesn't show up the first time. Which okay, you went to the ER, fine,
1: mm-hmm. and you
0: reschedule and you're doing this time. But then you're there and you're drunk as hell, like yeah. food. dude.
1: And your food sucks and
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's why I am thinking he's probably a local celebrity chef, you know, because there's no mm-hmm. way that. Some big-time guy is going to come up and teach this small little continuing ed class to basic adults, you know? Right. So Graham gets home and immediately tells Patty that Stefan Dieter is hard to follow And as he helps her hang some curtains that she made. He's like, oh, these are really nice, you know?
1: Yeah, he and compliments you to, her work.
0: Exactly. He made
1: these. These are really nice. He should have been like, oh, look at There's a loose seam here. Or, geez, Patty, your fabric doesn't match up.
0: You know, like. <laughs> just throw it in her face
1: yeah give her a little taste of patty back
0: <laughs> patty deflection yeah she wants to know you know what do you mean by hard to follow and you know like was it hard to follow for you was it hard to follow for the whole class what do you mean and they get into this another unnecessary <sighs> argument on whether it was just Graham couldn't follow it in general or was it just like the whole consensus of the class and he's getting all defensive like sometimes I think they definitely need a therapist, either a couple's therapist or just individual therapy, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Because he needs to stop projecting his insecurities and she needs to start, you know, needs to be better at communicating and not nitpicking shit. Yeah. Ugh. He gets up, up frustrating, decides to go upstairs. And then he turns to her before he does. And he's like, you know what? Stefan Dieter is a lush, a drunken lout. Mm-hmm. Then we're at the Buffalo Tom concert. Angela shows up with Rayanne and Sharon, who is concerned about all the work she has to do to prep for midterms. Meanwhile, Brian shows up at the chases, and Danielle tells him that Angela went to see Buffalo Tom, which irks the shit out of Brian, as it yeah. should. Like, yeah. why would you ask somebody to help you and then not be there? <laughs> Angela, come on. Dropping the, the ball.
1: Worst. Yeah.
0: Back Poor at the Brian. concert, Buffalo Tom is playing Late at Night, which is a great song. It it plays a part later on, which it mm-hmm. is a good song, though.
1: Mm-hmm. That's Angela on the CD, says, too, isn't it?
0: I think so. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't you know. What? I don't think it is, actually. No? Oh, I don't think okay. it is. So she says she just wants to leave because she doesn't see Jordan. But then Ann spots him over off to the side playing pool with Shane. And Shane looks up and says, Hey, there's that Rayanne Graf girl and that weird girl she hangs out with. I'm like, shut your mouth, sure.
1: Like, why is she weird? How is she weirder than Rayanne?
0: <laughs> I, I know, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like he's fishing though. Because I think yeah. he kind of knows about Angela, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe he's trying to get Jordan to come to her defense, but Jordan doesn't do it. Nope. Jordan looks over and meets eyes with Angela, and Angela says, he doesn't seem like he saw me. He's busy. She knows he saw her. Oh, yeah. She's just saving face. Mm-hmm. The other two basically say, hey, he invited you here and he should be coming over to see her. So they try to get h- her to go over to see him. And she does reluctantly. She walks up to him and says hi. And she he says hi. And then then he goes, you're kind of crowding me. Oh. And he's trying to make the shot. Oh. Oh, man, that hurts. It hurts her. Yeah. It hurts me. I'm just like, oh.
1: Yeah, your heart just sinks and you're just like, oh, God.
0: You dick. Yeah. Such and a dick. Sharon and Rayanne watch on in shock at how he's acting. So Angela just walks away and Sharon goes after her. Then ran, like, she looks like genuinely hurt.
1: Mm-hmm. She
0: looks like, no, you don't do that to my sister, right? Yeah. And she decides to walk over to Jordan. Shane gets in her way. But she's like, get the hell off, mate. Get away. Yeah. He's gross. And she Uh grabs Jordan's stick and says, you know, you like her. Would it kill you to admit it? Maybe treat her halfway decent because you know she deserves it and she's not going to wait around for you forever. And then she walks off.
1: I love Rayanne when she sticks up for Angela. It's not the first time she's done it either. Mm -mm. You know, it's like she's misguided and a little nuts, but she really cares about her friends.
0: Yeah, she does. And that's where that's where she has her emotions right there with her mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. So then Shane says that b- both those girls are weird. I'm like, shut up. No one asked you, loser. Yeah. Jordan Shane looks sucks. guilty, as he should, and we fade to a commercial break.
1: hmm
0: We come back to the Chase house as Danielle and Angela hang out in the living room. Angela looks all depressed on the couch as she narrates. She's There's got cute overalls about- again. <laughs> yes, those fucking overalls. <laughs> damn overalls, bad. She loves them. I guess they're because they're easy, but...
1: They're cute. These are yeah. like, like a pinkish like purplish color too, right? They're like really cute. Anyway. Kind of <laughs> salmon. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So she she narrates this. This is totally and I totally feel the same way right, about this. There's something about Sunday night that really makes you want to kill yourself, especially if you've been totally made up full love by the only person you'll ever love mm-hmm. and you have a geometry midterm on Monday, which you still haven't studied for because you can't, because Brian Krakow has your textbook <laughs> and you're too embarrassed to even deal with it and your little sister's completed, completely finished with her homework which is just so simple and mindless a child could do it. I'm like, yeah, get over to Angela. Get your ass off the couch. Go get your book from Brian. Study mm-hmm. something. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle announces she's finished with her book report on crustaceans as Angela continues, in that creepy 60 minutes watch that sounds like your whole life is ticking away. And that's so true. I've always hated that. So, okay. Ugh Yep. Anybody who lives if you're listening it from outside the US, 60 Minutes is a news program we have in the States, and it starts off and you just hear tick, 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 tick. Tick, tick, tick sound at the beginning, and it's unnerving. It's just like it is that show like,
1: still on?
0: Yeah. Really? It's on every Sunday night still. Wow. I thought. I think it is. I'm fairly certain it is. Probably. It's one of those I things that's just a staple, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So Patty tells Danielle that, and she's like, Mom, Dad, I finished my book report. And he's like, she's like, well, your Daddy's in class, and it's cooking class. I'm like, damn, there's a lot of cooking in this cooking class. Yeah. Usually like, a continuing ed thing is like once a week. Right. So and now it's like
1: Friday night, Sunday night, and on a Sunday night,
0: would you? Yeah, that's a weird, weird night. Mm-hmm. She looks over at Danielle's report, praising her, and Angela feels guilty the entire time. So at the cooking class, Stefan Dieter didn't show up again. Hmm. Everyone is annoyed, and the obnoxious woman, obnoxious woman leans in and asks Ram, Hey, so I have a question about risotto. Mm-hmm. Then we go back to home. Patty reminds Angela that, she, don't you have a ge- geometry midterm tomorrow? And, you know, do you feel prepared? Angela lies and says she does. But she'll call Brian Krakow so they can quiz each other. And Patty's like, oh, that's a wonderful idea. I am so proud of you.
1: <laughs> oh, you had a thought. Good job. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's like, I'm so grateful you didn't, you know, develop my math block because it's affected me my entire life.
1: Did it outside of high school? Did it affect you? I don't. <laughs> Your math block.
0: As long as you know some basic addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Mm-hmm. you're fine. Yep. And you can, you can use a calculator. Yeah. So, yeah. Next, we see an angry Brian Krakow knocking on the door and going off on Angela when she opens it. He has every right because she totally uses him all the time. Mm-hmm. She agrees that she's been horrible about this and but she really needs the help. He's mad that she's asking for all this help. And he has a lot of studying to do, too, which mainly for calculus, which, as he says, geometry is a paid vacation compared to calculus. Which, you know, I have a math lot, too, and I've never took calculus, but I can just imagine. Now,
1: that was the first time I I almost failed a math class was trig and pre-calculus. And then I dropped it because I was like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: No, I'm not that advanced, thanks. No, thanks. I will settle for mediocrity. That's right. What's (laughs) What's this word? What's mediocrity? (laughs) (laughs) He starts to vent about how he's expected to get A's all the time, you know. Look at Brian, he gets an A, all that Brian always gets A's, you know. And... I feel bad because I never understood the pressure that some parents would put on their kids like that. It's almost like mental abuse.
1: Yeah, it totally is. You're not
0: living up to what I expect you to be at. Like, well, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. It's crazy. He tells her, you have the opposite of insanity and I do not. And that makes me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, love it. I love that line. That was good. Mm hmm. Just then, Graham shows up right behind him, and Brian's like, hi, and I have to leave. And he just makes this immediate exit. Yeah. So Angel's like, I got to study. And then Patty enters, excited to see Graham's return from cooking class. She wants a progress report, it seems. And Graham says that Stefan Dieter is in rehab in Idaho right now and won't be teaching that class anymore.
1: Because mm-hmm, he's getting deglazed, he Deglazed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh. Patty just starts apologizing for the whole situation. You know, she forced Graham into the class. He didn't want to do it. It turned out to be a total waste of time. She feels like, you know, I was in the wrong. I'm sorry. Which is nice. She's telling, saying all the correct, true things, Mm -hmm. you know. Then Graham surprises her and says, they want me to teach the class. And he explains how it all started when the obnoxious woman asked about the risotto. Yeah, I can't fucking talk. Risotto. And he explains what, you know, he said, okay, this is what you were doing wrong. And the next thing you know, everyone started asking questions and writing down all his instructions. And then another woman says, you're so good. You're so much easier to follow than Stefan Dieter. You should be teaching this class. And he waited for everyone to laugh and no one did. And he realized Mm -hmm. they were serious, which is pretty awesome in my book. Yeah. My head.
1: I start thinking about okay, can he actually teach this class? Doesn't he have to like go through some sort of like? I start thinking about all the logistics instead of just being like, cool. He's gonna teach the class.
0: I know. I'm like, did they talk to the administration (laughs) about this? Is this totally cool? Like, I mean, is he gonna
1: get paid for this? Like, does he have to fill out some paperwork?
0: Will he get his money back? Like,
1: right? I'm I'm wondering things to think about.
0: (laughs) So Patty is shocked. She's like, whoa. And Graham wonders why. She says she's just surprised, and uh, aren't you surprised? And he says, "Yeah, I, you know, and you know what? I mean, I'm going to do it. But I wish that one of us wasn't so surprised." Yeah. And like, ooh, I'm like Patty. You really need to learn how not to show your doubt in him.
1: Yeah, that's all. And she he also can needs do. to learn
0: not to not be so defensive too. Yeah. Because he know how his, he knows how his wife is. It's Like, just chill. You know, you mm-hmm. know how she is. The next day, in the boiler room, Angela is waiting for Jordan again because he left her a note in his locker.
1: Did (sighs) you wonder how he wrote that note?
0: Yes. (laughs) But there is a little line coming out that's funny. It kind of references that. She's so okay, so now she's really ashamed of herself for even going, and as she Mm -hmm. should be because he's a jerk, you know, and she shouldn't have gone, but. So he shows up, doesn't even say hi before he grabs her and starts to kiss her. A fact that is pointed out when she pulls away. Like, don't say hello or anything. Yeah. She asks why he asked her to come there. And then she repeats his own words back to him from the last episode. She's like, why are you like this? And he says, like what? And she says, like how you are. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting how they did it across two episodes. And if you hadn't watched the previous one, you wouldn't know. Right. He tells her just leave, so she does, <laughs> which is the first good decision she's made.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Though she does stop and asks him to admit that he has emotions, that he has feelings for her, and and then she's like, "You can't just treat me like crap one day in front of your friends and then like leave notes in my locker to meet you down here." Yeah, I'm like, stand up to him, Angela. That's right, tell him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He just stays silent. So she says, "By the way, I spell my name with one L." Yeah. And leaves. Ooh, there's a dig. Jab. She knows. You know his writing's all kick and scratch, like horrible. Oh, you know? yeah. So in Katemsky's class, not Ricky's English class, but another one, because Sharon and Brian and Jordan are all in this class.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's reading a sonnet to the class, who are all barely listening, all except Jordan, who is captured by the poem. Captured. Mm-hmm. Did I say captured? Captivated? Why did I say captured? Captivated. That's what I meant. I think
1: captured works, though. Yeah, I guess. In a way. In a way.
0: I think yeah. captivated is right. I think I wrote the wrong thing. <laughs> He's captivated by the poem that talks about the love that Shakespeare has for this woman. It starts to resonate with him, it seems. You see, you see it in his face. Mm-hmm. Kutemski asks, what kind of girl that Shakespeare is describing? And Brian kind of helps him along and agrees with Kutemski that she's not the most beautiful girl in the world. She's just plain Jane kind of. -hmm. Katimsky asks, well, then, so he's not in love with her? And Jordan says, he speaks up and says, yeah, he is in love with her. And everybody's Mm -hmm. like, whoa, Jordan's talking in class. Mm -hmm. So Katimsky asks, what about her makes Shakespeare fall in love with her? And Jordan doesn't speak, but Brian fills it in that the girl is more than a fantasy. She has flaws, she's real. Yeah. Which I think is funny because they're both thinking of the same girl.
1: Yep. They're both talking about Angela. I remember watching this scene as a teenager and, you know, I did not realize how toxic and stupid Jordan Catalano was at the time. And when he, he said, yeah, you know, he is in love with her. I was just like, oh, my God, he loves her. It's so romantic. He's finally realizing it. Oh, they're going to be He's such sh- a happy couple
0: now. A Shakespeare <laughs> sonnet. And it's so romantic and uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. And then real life teaches you otherwise.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get all uh-huh. tainted. Tainted <laughs> <Hey, hello>. love. <laughs> so in the bathroom, Angela is cramming like crazy to pass geometry. She prays, Please, God, I know I'm cutting English and I've done a million other terrible things, including not even completely believing in you, but please help me pass this midterm. <laughs> Good luck with that, Angela. <laughs> mm-hmm. She realizes it's too late when she spots Obsinia reading in the corner, in the window. She they start talking about how neither of them studied for the geometry midterm, even though it's obvious Angela needed it. Mm-hmm. Angela says she might as well just skip the midterm, and Obsinia says she might skip it too. She hates being, you know, the good little schoolgirl. Yeah. Angela asks why she, you know, asks herself why did I let this happen? Why do I let him have this power over me? And Absinia says, you know, I haven't cut class in a long time. Then the bell rings and we cross fade to a little bit later in the bathroom and Absinia is helping Angela study and it's working. She may mm-hmm. just pull this off. She's learning stuff. Absinia says they might as well head to class and take the midterm because it'd be dumb to skip it at this point. So they're getting ready to leave and then Sharon bursts in. She goes, did you hear? The copy machine ate our midterm. It's postponed till tomorrow. <laughs> So both Obsidian and Angela just scream, yeah, and they just, <laughs> they hug each other in celebration. I don't know why Obsidian is worried. Like, she's Right. Smart. She's smart. But maybe she's just doing it for Angela, you know? Yeah. Sharon says that Miss Lerner is doing another review session and Angela says, I am going to be there. Obsidian says, not me. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> like a boss, you know? hmm Next, we see Mr. Katimsky is checking out the drama club sign up sheet, and he's disappointed that Enrique hasn't sh- signed up yet. He spots Ricky and Rayanne and calls out for him. Ricky asks, why are you bothering me about this drama club thing? He says, I don't join things. And Mr. Katimsky says, that's not OK.
1: Yeah.
0: He says, who are you, Groucho Marx? You wouldn't belong to any club that would have you as a <laughs> member. and Ricky doesn't get it and frankly "Ah?" (laughs) I've kind of not gotten it that well at all either is it okay so that saying I've always heard that I won't I don't want to belong to any club that'll have me as a member Mm -hmm. is that about low self-esteem as well yeah okay that's what I thought like I don't want to be part of a group I don't you know and I don't know why it's such a famous quote I don't I don't get it but
1: yeah I mean I think it's just because it's Grafton Marks but yeah, yeah, it's basically saying you don't have enough self worth. So if a club accepts you, you think it, the club must suck because they're allowing you in. So that's yeah, true. It's about self worth, and it's. I mean, yeah, I don't understand why it's so famous, but that's basically okay. what it's saying. Mm-hmm. Thank you
0: for clarifying. I appreciate it. Yes,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Katemski says, "Don't let the fact that." You know, your English teacher is a dork. Stop you from fulfilling your potential, which is sweet. More teachers need to be this encouraging. I know. Ricky gets mad that he keeps calling him Enrique and Katempski apologizes because he thinks it's a great name and remembers in high school when he hated his name.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Ricky says he doesn't hate his name. And Katempski says, good. No one should hate who they are. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know that Ricky needs to hear this. Yeah. And I liked that. And I, I really mm-hmm. did. I, no one should hate who they are.
1: And you see it really like kind of changes. You see Ricky's face change. You know, like, it's like he's what, like, oh.
0: what are you <laughs> saying? Like, hmm. So Kotemsky walks off, and then the Buffalo Tom song comes on again late mm-hmm. at night. And it starts playing. And as Jordan stands with his cronies at the lockers, Ricky turns around and finally signs up for a drama club. Finally,
1: mm-hmm. finally.
0: I will say it is hard to join something in high school when you've never felt like you belonged
1: because yeah. that's how I
0: felt for sure until I started doing plays. And then I became vice president of the drama club and later received the best actor award. So All right. just take yeah. that step, guys, just do it. You know, if it sucks, then you can leave, you know, right. just do it, try it, might as well. Yeah. So Rayanne sees that he signed up and she smiles and they, uh, they join, Angela and Sharon at the lockers. So I'm like, I'm glad that Sharon's kind of part of their little group now. Um, No, it's kind of sweet. Yeah. Brian goes to his locker and opens it and looks over to Angela, who's looking at Jordan, who's looking at her. And there's Mm -hmm. tension in the air as the song continues. Then Jordan makes a big move as he walks over in slow motion and Mm -hmm. asks Angela to go somewhere with him. Much to Brian's disappointment. Yeah. She says, sure. And they walk off. He reaches over and grabs her hand with all of her friends and his friends watching on. And Sharon calls after her. Hey, Angela, don't forget about the geometry review. But Rayanne says, forget it. She already has.
1: Yeah.
0: Angela is all smiles again as he has finally acknowledged her in public.
1: Mm -hmm. And we fade
0: out at the end of the episode. Yeah. It was a good, happy feeling at the end of the episode. It was.
1: Yes. As much as Jordan sucks, like, that was still a very sweet moment because, you know, he's, like, realizing he's got to stop being a fucking dick because he actually likes her. And you know what? He needs to get over himself. Yeah. So he still sucks, but it was a very sweet moment. <laughs>
0: Jordan still sucks. He still I, sucks. He continues to suck throughout the rest of the series. But, yeah. you know, that's that's for other episodes to come. Yeah. So audience what did you think about this episode i hope you watched along with us tell us how you felt how do you feel about Graham and patty's relationship what should they Mm -hmm. do what do you think angela should have done do you think she should have just gone ahead and walked off with him at the end of this episode or not you know what about ricky you know um and mr katemski what do you think about that what what about that dynamic and the whole enrique and loving your name and loving who you are and whatnot let us know reach out to us get k at FMWL Pod <laughs> on That's all right. platforms, pretty much like That's Twitter right. and Instagram, and I think TikTok. Um, I don't know if you can really comment much there unless you post a video for it. But yeah, the Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at the Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinKenreadPod at gmail.com. And thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. We love you. Oh, yeah. And rate and review. We'd love to have some ratings going on. Let us know how we're doing. Um, Do it. Reach out to us. So hope you guys have a great week. And we'll see you next Monday on the Rewatch Recap. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.